Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now in Ray's Juke Joint. The lights are on. The drinks are flowing. <laughs> and I'm Rich. here with my guy, Eric. And we are going to do another live episode of Ray's Juke Joint podcast here on YouTube. Uh, the, the pod will be out tomorrow. It's Friday night. We're feeling all right. And uh, Eric, how you feeling? Good man, good, good. Big ice cube scotch, always right. Big ice cube scotch and uh, Big some fun, fun stuff to I talk got, about. I got, I got, my my ice is melted, but I got right. No, I got this is bourbon. This is uh Wolf Reserve. So that's what I'm. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I like it. Happy yeah, Friday, buddy. Damn, Happy Friday. But but my damn uh 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 what what am I trying to say? My my damn uh. Ice didn't melt it. Now it feels like I'm watered down. I might have to go to get a refresher once I get you going. There you go. There you go. There'll be plenty of time. Plenty yeah. of time. Um, so yeah, man, we, we're here today. We're trying to uh, get this YouTube thing off the ground. And what's really been happening is like we're, we've been um, looking at so many different things and looking at White Sox Twitter and people are losing their minds because they're like the Sox aren't trading any for anyone. The Sox aren't shining anyone. It's like what are we to do, Eric? What are we to do, man? Yeah, I mean we talked about it last time a little bit. I mean, I get the frustration. Obviously, and everybody wants instant gratification, but like Han was very specific early on. He said that it was going to have to be the trade market. And all every year, pretty much for the offseason, the free agents go first, which we did see a nice buzz of free agents go out during uh, the winter meetings, which is nice. And then the trade market will heat up. Heyman tweeted out today that like the uh, trade market was pretty much dead right now. And that's where the White Sox are looking to get involved to uh, retool, you know, or whatever, and makes a few changes here. It's going to be in the trade market. And it just, there hasn't been too many trades yet. So I know it sucks, but we're going to have to just be patient a little bit to see how they're going to retool this team. Right. Yeah, we're just going to have to be a little bit patient. And uh, we got some ideas tonight, people. We got some things we want to talk about. Eric has been working diligently. I've been working diligently. We've been trying to figure out how best we can kind of help White Sox fans um, understand, like, you may not think that we can get Carlos Correa, or you think we can. Why and why not? Um, you may think that there's a, a reason why we should be able to uh, sign these guys, but you think the White Sox are cheap, so on and so forth. So we're gonna get into some of that, Eric. What, what you what you want to uh, what do you what do you want to get into first, man? What do you want to get into first? Yeah, I mean, um, well, let's go Rule Five a little bit, right? That's something that did happen over the winter meetings they had the rule five um a lot of people are very confused on about what the rule five means and how it works um let's go over it when a club signs a player either via the international draft or via the draft international signs of the draft excuse me um any player 18 years or younger has five years of control any player 19 years or over has four years of control. And then they have to be put on the 40-man roster. So what clubs have to decide is when a player gets to that level of control, are they gonna protect him and put him on the 40-man roster? Because if they don't, they become eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Right. Now, there's two types of Rule 5 drafts. There's a Major League version and a Minor League version. Let's go to Major League version first. Major League version means if you select somebody in Major League round, he has to immediately be added to your 26-man roster. Minor League version means if you draft somebody, they have to get a promotion. So if they were in low A, they have to go to high A. If they were in high A, they have to go to double A. If they're in double A, they have to go to triple A. They have to go up one step from where they were if you take a selection. White Sox selected Nick Avila from the Giants um, in the Major League round. So now what happens? They owe $100,000 to the Giants for Nick. He immediately gets added to the 26-man roster. He has to stay on that 26-man roster the entire year, or they have to cut him. Then if he passes waivers, he can go back to the Giants for $50,000. But what a lot of people don't understand, there's another twist to this. The White Sox bullpen is pretty full. Like, we already have, you got to think about the stuff. We already have 
Liam. We already have Graveman. We already have Bummer. We already have Kelly. We already have Lopez. We already have Ruiz. We already have Beekman. Crochet will be back May, June. So, like, Beekman's going to be here. Was he on the one and one? No, no, no. He's, option, he's got one more year. full year and then another option. So, he'll be okay. here this year, too. So, you know, and then you got Lambert, who I think is going back to starter. They haven't said anything. I think it makes most sense for the club and then, but possibly he's in the bullpen. So, like, the bullpen's kind of full. So, I don't think Nick has ties to Ethan Katz. I don't think they're just going to let this man, who's never been past double A, come up and sit on 26-man roster and take innings. I just don't see it happening. So, a unique thing that people don't realize is the White Sox could work out a trade for Nick now that they selected him get all of his option years back. Then he can go down to Charlotte, come up to help, go down to Charlotte, come up to help. It gives us three years of sending back and forth versus just leaving him up on the 26th roster. So I hope that clarifies some things on how it works, but I think the White Sox will trade for the rights of Nick. That way he get all of his option years back. That gives him three years to develop. He can go back and forth between Charlotte and the big club during that time. So that's some rule five stuff. Okay, so um, as we as you talk about a rule five draft, um, those players are just sitting there. Um, if I'm understanding you correctly, Eric. Yeah, so let's just say they signed you, Ray, at 19 years old. Okay. They got four years to put you on the 40 man roster and let you start making the minimum MLB wage. Okay. And if they don't do that, you become eligible for Rule Five, which means like any team can draft you to move you to the to their big club. But you go straight, you skip, you skip to to forty, you skip, you go straight to twenty six if you're taken. So if the White Sox would have selected you, you would have automatically gone to the twenty six man roster. So this kid basically got a promotion from making nothing to making twenty to making forty man roster. But right now he has no options, which we're going to talk about in a minute when we get into contract stuff. But like it's not ideal to have a guy, especially that age, don't have any options. You can't if he's struggling, you can't send him down. You know whatever the thing. So I'm going to guess they trade for his option rights back. But he'll still be on the forty, and he'll still get a nice pay raise. But that'll give him the option to send him back and forth to Charlotte, like we saw Davis Martin doing a lot last year or whatever. Oh, well, you know what? I love Davis Martin, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I like the way they've used him over the last couple of years. Well, not really last year, right? That was really the first time we saw last him. Last year, yeah. Okay. And so uh, a lot of people don't know, like we talked about on the last episode, um, the clock started on him. And now he's a valuable asset to the team. And um, uh, he may even break the starting rotation depending on, you know, who gets hurt or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be that first swing guy. He's number six in the rotation, right? And if any injury or possible trades, which I don't see any White Sox making out of the pitching in the market, but if they do, I mean, he's somebody that could possibly break camp with the deal, with the team. Okay, so um, let's talk about uh, possible trades, or is that what you want to get into? Or well, you know, let's what? go. Uh, before let's go a little it. more information. Like, let's go what teams are looking for. Let's go into that realm or whatever. Like, uh, like you're never going to hear us on this show talk about slash lines. You're not going to hear us talk about home runs. You're not going to hear us talk about RBIs. You're not going to hear us talk about batting average. Like, we are and just like the GMs are, and that's what we're trying to do here is give a little inside perspective to what GMs are looking for. We are expected stats. We are, we are uh, WOBA, ex-WOBA. We are WRC plus, we are OPS plus, we are hard hit exit velocity. We are Y, you know, some of that stuff. So let's go ahead and go into that segment, Ray, and you can play that clip and we'll show some stuff. All right, here we go. You ready? Let's go. It was average home runs, RBIs. So everybody look at that and judge a player based on those stats. Well, hold on a second. Do we need to let everybody know who this is? We can. I mean, it's Carlos Correa is who it is. It's the Carlos Correa. Know. It's the number one, number one free agent probably out there right now. You know, it's right. probably number two all year. Right. So let's just let's just get in here, make sure everybody knows. This is Carlos Correa, a, a Major League Baseball player, the hottest free agent right now. Everybody wants him on their team, so on and so forth. But this is how he thinks, right, Eric? 
He's telling you how front offices think. It's not how he thinks. He's telling you. He's going to say front offices look at this. All right, here they we go. Look, I'm going to rewind it. Right. All right, here we go. So, you know, with the old school, it was average home runs, RBI. So everybody look at that and judge a player based on those stats. Now there's a lot more information out there. Now it's all about projections. So how do you predict a player? Play discipline is very important. WRC Plus takes into consideration the ballparks you play in, the league you play in, the quality of contact, your play discipline, just about everything in just one stat. So when GMs, when front offices, when they look at stats, they want to look at WRC Plus for a hitter, OPS Plus, and WOBA. Those are the most important stats right now in baseball. Those are the new triple crown, as we like to call it back in the day. It's not average home runs anymore. So when I'm in the clubhouse with the players, I make sure I tell them, hey, Home runs are nice, you know, if you can hit as many of them, hit them. But also, focus on your plate discipline. Get on base. Hit the ball hard. That's that's the key of the game. Barrel balls. When, when I... Yeah, how you like that, Eric? Yeah, I mean, that's beautiful. And that's, you know, you'll see a lot of people out there be like, well, you know, he had 23 home runs. Or, hey, he hit 270. Or, hey, his on-base percentage was 340. Nobody cares. They don't care. <laughs> see, like, you just heard him. It's that's ex Woba. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's your weighted on base percentage. It's how your hard hit, your exit velocity, how many hard hit balls, how many barrels, what's your WRC plus, what's your OPS plus. Like, they don't care what your batting average was or what, you know, how many home runs you get. They just don't. It's not part of their factor. They're trying to project what you're going to do going forward, not what happened. So I think you got a couple more deals I would like to do show. Can you bring up the one I think of by Sarah that talks about why hard hit balls are important? Uh, give me one second. Let me one second. Let me get that. Uh, let me get that fired up. One second. Uh, you say it for Sarah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here she is. This was Sarah's yes. tweet um, that we had um, fired up. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. So great follow, by the way, Sarah Lang. So whatever. If you're into the stats, you're into the expected stats, you're into the stuff like, so this talks here, highest percentage of swings that ended up with hard contact. So you're going to notice a lot of these names. There's a very important one there on the bottom as well. Uh, yeah, Andrew Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Alvarez, Yanni Diaz, Orlando Kirk, Juan Soto, Andrew Vaughn. So why do we care? Why do we care about hard hit balls? Like you hear, well, for example, Ozzy. Extra velocity don't matter. Da, 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 da. It does. Like, why do we care? Hard hit ball, which is 95 mile an hour ball off the bat, and the MLB batting average is a 488, and it slugs 954. So hitting the ball hard, to Correa's point, makes a giant, giant difference. Giant difference. You know, the next thing, and probably the other biggest fault I see people have, or old school mentality, kind of like home runs and RBIs, is that. Right-handed and left-handed match. Everybody's like, it makes a difference. Like, we don't have enough left-handed hitters, or we don't have enough left-handed pitchers. Well, the White Sox actually showed you, oh, it doesn't matter. Sander fits right-handed start, you know, or whatever in the free agency. Like, right. that stuff doesn't matter anymore. It's different. So, we got a couple clips. I don't care which one you show first. Maybe Mike's, if you want to. Uh, you said Mike? Yeah. Hey, you, oh, that's David. No, get out of here. Oh, here we go. There Maybe Mike's go. like, so this is great, right? He talks about how... David Robinson made a pinch hit deal on the thing. Now it's just not righty lefty platoon choices anymore. It's about swing planes. And it's about what's the best chance to get to that pitcher. Is it a guy with a little bit of an uppercut swing? Is it a guy with a flatter swing? Is it a guy in this? So like, this is how the game's evolved. It's no longer just, oh, hey, he's a right-handed pitcher. Let me go get a left-handed hitter. What if they're, what if the, the right-handed hitter is at the top of the, the right-handed pitcher is the top of his own pitcher, and the left-handed guy got an uppercut swing. It ain't gonna work, right? Like it's no longer just your old school dad, right-handed, left-handed stuff. It's not gonna go. So go on and go on down to JP's quote there. Yeah, you know what? So I, I just wanna I just wanna expand on that. When we started this thing, when we started talking and making up the spaces, and I started learning from you, and I called you and I said, Eric, this is the reason why I want you, um, you know, to start this start this venture with me, because I want to learn too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I want to be a part of the learning process of understanding uh, what this new baseball uh, advanced metrics are, advanced stats. Why are teams moving to these analytics? I mean, it's, analytics has taken over all the sports. 
and you know yeah. nerds rule the world so it's like okay we got these nerds and they're coming up with these stats but you then you start to see why these stats work and uh i just want to thank you for that Barbara. i got you here um for helping me understand these things because i never would have thought about any of this stuff because i'm an old fogey that thinks i need a left-hander a right-hander a left-hander a right-hander a left-hander right. right-hander you know what i mean yep. oh I'm, I'm facing a left-hand pitching throw 90 right-hand hitters at this left-hander or right. so on and so forth you know what i mean like so that was yep. always my thing too yep no that's very common and it's just this is why we started to do this right just try to help like people love offseason they love trades they love why so like here, go ahead, put that up there. Here's JP's quote talking about why Austin Barnes versus the left hand. He talks about how his shorter swing and his flat path was better versus instead of the uphill Austin, you know, he's asked why have success. So like, this is a manager in real game time for the Los Angeles Dodgers going against harder and choosing somebody that had a flatter swing. I said it may be somebody that would be a traditional deal because he thought that was the best chance to get at it. And right. like, these are the decisions managers are making. And these decisions also start from the GM level. You don't want one type of pitcher. You don't want one type of hitter. All your hitters can't be uppercut, huge swing, Joey Gallo, lowest, you know, not least flat bat swing, you know, in baseball, they all can't be that. So go ahead and show the White Sox, uh, Shelly Duncan tweet. Like, this is brilliant here. This is real neat. All right, here we go. There you go. So this is actually right here from the White Sox analytic coordinator Shelly last year talks about we're getting to the point now where we're going to be attacking hitters. We're going to be attacking. We're not going to be attacking hitters. We're going to be attacking their swing profiles. We're going to be looking where people swing and understand how to attack them. So no longer is it just, oh, you're a left-hander. Here, I'm going to go get a left-hander. It's no, you can't handle the breaking ball down the way, or you can't handle the high fastball, or you can't handle this. So it really doesn't matter where it's coming from. We're they're trying to attack. Everybody's seeing the nine grid zones that has the meters and their hots and what's their XBA. You can do it right on Savant. You can look at their different pitches and stuff and like what's their deal. So like now instead of attacking by hand, they're no longer attacking them by hand. They're attacking them by their weaknesses. Yeah. So handness almost doesn't matter and it doesn't play into the factor at all. It's almost where's your weak zone, and we're gonna start attacking them from there. So like. I just want to make sure when people are like, when they see me on Twitter and see on stuff and like, I'm talking about handness don't matter and this doesn't matter. Like, it all matters a little, but in the grand scheme of things, this is where baseball's going, right? This is where baseball's yeah, this going. this is what so, GMs are looking for. 100%, and this is what they're looking at. They're looking at your excellent, your XBA, your exit velocity, your hard hit percentage, your bail rate percentage, your WRC plus, your OPS plus. That's what they're looking for. That's 100% what they're looking for. So like- Absolutely. Yeah. Then the sure. next step that's going to go into that a little bit, it's going to be contract and value in what works and what doesn't work. So like we on our last podcast predicted that Cody Bellinger would go to the Dodgers, right? Yeah, that was did. the first thing, first thing we said. Then you asked me why. And I said, the Cubs on like a fringe year, probably not going to be famous in the division. They could use a one year deal because that's what Cody's looking for. So like, why is Cody looking for a one-year deal? Because like, he was a former NL MVP. He's a guy that should be getting the five years, $150 million deals or whatever, but he struggled the last few years, so he's not. So he wants a one-year prove-it deal. And what's some of his restrictions around that? I'll give, mm-hmm. you, I'll give you an example. He's gonna wanna play center field. He's gonna wanna face left-handed pitching. He's not gonna wanna be platoon for. He, because a center fielder has more value than a first baseman. Center fielder has more value than a first base. He's trying to raise his value this year so that he can go out next year and land a big contract. That's his number one goal in all of this. So for him to sign somewhere, teams make sacrifices and guarantees to him that he's going to get a certain amount of bats, play a certain position, that he's not going to be platoon for, like they make these arrangements before they even sign him. Like that's right. the stipulations they have. So like, when I say that Joey Gallo doesn't belong on the White Sox, according to Spotrack, Spotrack, he was after a one-year deal. Sox can't make those concessions on a one-year deal. They can't make, hey, yeah, you can have, you know, all the right field and you're going to get 500 bats. He hit a, he's hitting 199 for his career and he hit 169 last year. Like, they can't make that concession. If he's absolutely terrible, he's going to get the bats. Also, too, the reason why the Cubs sign him is if they're struggling, they can flip him at the deadline. 
Right. The White Sox are going to be in the pennant race all year long. There's going to be no trade value there, no reason to flip him. A one-year deal is basically just a waste of money because nothing can happen at the end of the year. But now, let's talk about these changes. There was a tweet that went out that said that Gallo might be willing to sign a two-year deal. Two-year deal all of a sudden just makes sense for the White Sox. Because now if the White Sox, new hitting coach, new analytical staff, can fix Joey Gallo, and turn him into a good player this year. He's not hitting 131. Yeah, he hit 169 or something last year. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought it was 131. My bad. Yeah, it might as well have been. Um, if they can fix him, they get the benefit of having him back the following year. Yeah. There's more value for a team to sign a two-year deal than there is to sign a one-year deal. And There's more value. In, well, I mean, if you think about it, like to say that uh, – you know, Ray, you're struggling to sign you to a one-year deal, and I, you come in and I fix you. Then you hit the free agency market. Like, I got nothing for that. Free yeah, agency. I got nothing to show for it. Like, I, I, free I'm agency basically. is like shopping at a high-end retail store. You're paying max premium when you're in the free agent market. You're paying over. There's no good deals. Everything you're paying for, you're paying sticker price. There's no discounts. There's no. So discounts. Basically, you taught me how to fish, and now I can catch all the fish, and I won't give you shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, now you don't get nothing from me. You, I spent one year with you. Now I'm going to go out and make $150 million. You know, whatever the case, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Yeah. But now you get a two-year deal out of him. And all of a sudden, you know, he's looking for one nine, it says on spot rack or whatever. So say you give him a 220 and he has a good year, you get him for a second year. So, like, at the 10 price, when it should be maybe a 15 price, maybe an 18 price because he had a good year. So there's, there's benefits to the two-year. Now... There's also option deals, and then a lot of people, obviously, just by my Twitter feed, don't understand any of the option things. So there's three types of options you can sign. There's a player option, also referred to as an opt-out. There's a mutual option, and then there's a club option. Okay. The player option or the opt-out are saved for like the elite talent because they are terrible deals for the front office. Okay. Like Carlos Rodon last year signed an opt-out with the Giants. And it was his choice. Two years, $44 million. He got paid $22 million. At the end of the year, he could decide if he wanted to come back for twenty-two or if he wanted to come back to leave. So, like, that's a terrible deal for the Giants. Because if he has a good year, he just opts out. Right. If he has a shit year and he gets hurt, he says, uh, Giants, I'll stay. Give me my $22 million next year. Like, that's a terrible deal for the front office, right? right? So. So player options or opt-outs are saved for um, premium talent. Carlos Correa had one. Rodon had one. Like for the premium talent player option because they're terrible deals for the front office. They're trying to steal a star for one year, basically hoping it makes a difference type situation. Yeah, it's a rental. It's, it's a rental. That's all it is. It's, all, it's a rental with no upside for you because if he gets hurt or if he gets damaged or he can't play, he's exercised that option and you're paying it full. You don't have a choice. It's his choice. Gonzo, Gonzo says he's disappointed in this scrap hunting right now. Yeah, I mean, it's early. It's early, Gonzo. It's early. They uh, So, you know, the other option is going to be the mutual option. Everybody's okay. confused by this. The mutual option is just garbage. Mutual option is nothing more to defer money. Mutual options are never accepted. Mutual option is, you know what, Ray? You're worth $15 million this year, but my book's a little tight. Can I pay you 10 to start the year and 5 at the end of the year? And you're like, sure, I'll take that. Yeah, Go ahead. I'll do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No problem. yeah, yeah. That's basically what a mutual option is. So you see the Clevenger that deal goes. the White Sox made? The White Sox paid him eight up front, gave him a mutual option for four. They're basically giving him a one-year 12 deal, but they're never, ever going to have that mutual option. It's never going to get extended. It's just a way to defer money for the following year because the budget's tight this year. That's the only thing a mutual option does. The third in the White Sox, Rick Heim, in all good front offices for that matter, Braves, Dodgers, whatever, are player options. Right. Or club options. I'm sorry, club options. And these are very, very team friendly. And you can go down the White Sox list. We can go around. Uh, Mankata, Anderson, Eloy, Graveman, Liam, Kelly, um, Eloy. All these players have club options on the end of their contracts. So what that is, is Ray, I'm going to pay you $10 million this year. I'm going to give you a $10 million option next year, but I'm going to have a buyout of two. So, uh-huh. but, it, but it's my choice. So if you go out and do great, I'm just going to give you the 10 for next year. If you go out and don't have a good year, Ray, I'm going to be like, here's your $2 million, see you. Now it's my choice. I get to save the $8 million or I don't. 
versus right. being your choice of whether you're coming back or not coming. So if any of these players that I have said are not in the White Sox window, it's because you have to make presumptions and you have to go off stuff. Cody Bellinger, one-year deal, makes no sense. Joey Gallo, one-year deal, makes no sense. Michael Conforto, one-year deal, makes no sense. Now, if they're willing to concede and go with a 1-1 club or two years straight, all of a sudden they do fit into the possibly what could be the White Sox deal. So like, yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand. Like it was, I saw your interaction with somebody on Twitter and you were having a back and forth and he was like, I called you out because you said he doesn't work for the White Sox on and so forth. And I was like, well, if you, if you understand what the context of what Eric is saying, you're saying that initially, if it's a one year rental, just a straight one year, it doesn't fit what the White Sox front office was looking for. 100%. 100%. Right. Okay, so <laughs> or what the player is looking for. Either one. Because we can't concede what the Cubs did to Bellinger. We can't put him in right field guaranteeing 550 at bats. We got Oscar Colas who might just tear the ball off the cover. Maybe we want to bring him up. Like we can't like promise these one year players what they're gonna want. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's just I a lot of people lot of- don't get it, and I'm not I don't do a very good job explaining on Twitter. It's character limits. A lot of times I'm at work and busy, but like you have to understand when people, if you really want to get into this and you really want to make a difference, everybody just wants to grab talent. They just, like to your point earlier, they just want to grab talent. Well, I want Carlos Correa or I want this guy, this guy. It has to contract the talent, has to match the contract. So the easiest way for you to figure this out would be like, who fits the contract value? Right. And what I'm looking for for a team. And then who has the talent out of that group that I want? That's, how you GM. You don't GM by being like, I just want this guy. Like you'll end up broken on the scap eating fight. Like it's not how it works. So like that being said, let's talk a little bit about what we think the White Sox are gonna be looking for. Like So are you wanna you wanna talk about trades or do you wanna talk about just who are who are some options or or, or uh just go into options or you wanna go into trades? What are you thinking? Let's go um let me go into a few options, but let me explain why I believe these are the options first. So like the White Sox basically need two outfielders because they have no, they have one, right? We have Robert right now, technically on the deal. And right. we have Colos kind of in the wings, but you're never going to want to like, we've been over this. You're not going to want to start him. He needs to get back bats. He needs to be the back of So I need two outfielders. So I could handle one multi-year outfielder or one or a couple on like two-year deals or one-one deals. Mm-hmm. So that's the contract value that you have to look at first. And that's what they'll be looking for. It won't be going after talent first. And that's a giant misconception that everybody in the world makes. It's gonna be what fits my windows of stuff and what fits my contract values and what fits what I'm looking to achieve. So what we're looking to achieve is, you know, a little better defense, hard hit balls, more power on somebody that might take a one one year deal or possibly a two year deal, maybe even all the way to three, right? So that's what we're looking for. So. We, I came up with a small list of possible free agents that not a lot of people are talking about, maybe a little bit different or whatever from everybody going, oh, I don't know, Cody Bellinger, Joey Gallo, uh, Michael Conforto, like anybody. But, but I think the common thread as we were um, as we were coming up with the list, I think the common thread was these guys are the ones where their stats and everything like that is kind of, it, it goes together maybe their contract and their situation with the potential upside fits what the white socks are looking okay right yeah yeah for yeah sure. so i don't know throw one up there let's just go i don't care who you throw first uh here we go who's this guy yeah adam duvall this is probably number one this is probably number one on my list like we're talking about uh played for the braves plays right field above average right fielder can cover some deals in the center um you can see his outs above average right there which is how good he feels okay. um you can see, you know, on here they got, looks like arm strength. Now, outfield jump, it really don't matter. He didn't play a lot last year because he had a wrist injury. But, like, for your home run people, you know, if you want to go back to the stat, I think he hit 38 and uh, 20 in a short season and 20 and 38 and 21 before he got hurt last year. So, he's got a pop um, and moving to seller. But go on and down. You had the one behind him with the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right here. This is his... Uh... Yeah, here we go. So this is what a lot of people look at, and this is the best side out there. You can forget fan graphs, you can forget baseball relevance. If you can learn to understand what this stuff means here, you're 90% of 
ahead of the game. So like, here's your ex Woba. We just heard Korea talk about how Woba matters, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. he had 64 and uh, which is now this is off of 100% tile. So if you're 100%, you're the best in the league. 64, you're in the top 64%. Okay. What that means. You know, or whatever. So that's why it's tinted a little bit pink. The darker the red, the better. So 64%, 52 last year in a hurt. His XBA isn't the best. He's got a high launch angle. So like he's either kind of more of a pop-up or drive the ball or hit the deal thing. He's not more like a TA whose XBA will be off the charts because he's a line drive ground ball hitter. He's a little more of a fly ball guy. You know, X slug. I mean, Ray, how much do we love slugging, right? We love I mean, slug. We love Look slug, at right? 86. He's in he's, he's top. He's in the 86 he's elite. he's elite in the x slug and he's elite for two years and look at the iso iso's isolated power he's in the 93s you know or whatever so right. like look at his barrel balls and his barrel percentage you just heard correa say at the end of the video this is what stuff's looking about you know look at his exit in 21 at 61 like look at his max 95 and 91. look at his hard hit percentage 54 and 70. yeah and then like put on top of it he's a plus outfielder I mean, like, this is a guy that I would be all over on the White Sox. And right now, his market value, like, on the streets, according to our buddies over at uh, Spot Rack, is a one-year, $7 million deal. So this is a guy at his age is 34, positive outfield, got some pop, moving to a smaller deal at the rate. You could talk this guy into a two-year deal or a one-year, one-year club option. So, like, I think this guy makes a ton of sense for the White Sox. I'm, I'm I'm guessing I'm having some camera issues or something. I don't know. I'm I'm really yeah, thinking it's frozen yeah, it's up on you a little bit. Uh, I'm thinking that um, uh, when I as we go along, I'm gonna have to just upgrade my my, my Wi-Fi or maybe uh, get the bring the hardwire down or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, one monkey don't stop. One monkey don't stop no show. I tell you that my grandfather used to say that all the time. Let's let's, let's like go. who's the next guy? I throw one up there. I don't care. Uh, let's go. Who's this guy? Yeah. So now we're going to second base. It's fine. Gap Torres, right? Very popular name out there among the trade markets. You know, the Yankees have some young kids who are looking to move in. He plays second base. Um, you know, or whatever. Like you can tell here. Again, like you can do it, right? Like, look at the top. What's that say? Average exit velocity, you know, yeah. in the red. Max, yeah. red. Hard hit percentage, red. Woba, above average, you know, or whatever. X slug, like, these are things. Barrel rate, you know, or whatever. They're just things we're working about. If we have a concern here, it's probably the OAA. That's above average because second base and the rules changing. Maybe need to be a little different deal, but this guy fits with the slug. He fits what we're doing, so. If you got his bottom screen, like, yeah, none of this surprises me here, right? So, like, X-Woba all above average, X-Slug all, you know, other than 21, but 78, X-ISO 78, barrel rate 82, barrel percentage 75, X of velocity 76, hard hit percentage yeah. 77. Like, yes, please. Like, where can I put this for a second baseman? I don't have to watch Luis Garcia or Josh Harrison flip the ball over second baseman's head. Like, where can I get somebody at second base that can drive the ball? Like, I this is a, this is another guy that you know, in a weak position, could move the needle for the White Sox, would be Torres. All right, so here we go. Here's another one. Robbie yeah, Grossman. Robbie Grossman. Yeah, so like, you look at this chart, not very pretty, right? Bad no, year last year. It doesn't look as promising as the other ones, for sure. It doesn't look as promising, right? Um, a couple of things he does have going for him here. Obviously, he's got a great eye. You see the baseball percentage down in the deal. You see the chase rate down in the percentage. But like, you're like, looking at this and be like, I don't know if I'd be interested or whatever, but like, hey, everybody's got a one year bad year right and remember he was traded last year and we had aj pollock who went from like a 918 ops and an 880 ps to 670 when he got traded so not everybody adjusts well as the trades all the time so if you go down to his box you can see some of these numbers look a little bit better when you're talking about some of the stuff max ev xop percentage the iso is a little bit higher wool was a little bit higher you know or whatever from 21 or whatever so like is this a guy that could take a one-year deal, you know, whatever, for sure. He's only, you know, according to our buddies over at Spyrack or whatever, his market value is a one-year, I think it's $6 million. One-year, $7 million deal. So, you know, I'm a little less excited about this one, but this is a guy that I could see fit because, you know, he does play plus outfield. He does. <laughs> he is let above me, Woba. Yeah, let me, or let whatever. me just, let me just, let me. <laughs> he's an asshole let me just show you 
uh, what, uh, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go sign, let's go sign, uh, Carlos Correa. Let's go sign Aaron Judge. Let's just write blank checks. Like, you got to put yeah. a little bit of thought into this. Other I, thought, so, I thought that was funny because that's what, uh, what does Mancini look like? Is what he's saying. First baseman I, I that we don't, a first baseman that we don't need, Gonzo. A first baseman that we don't need. Um, um so like Grossman's not one of my favorites there, but he was one of the three or four that made the list. Right, so let's go here. Let's go. Who is this guy? Seth Brown. Yeah, this is uh, this is my little secret sauce. This is probably my leader for the guy I would like the White Sox to acquire. Is he, um, now, these are the ones that we could sign that are out there as free agents. Correct? This one's actually a trade. This is a trade candidate. Oh, this is here a trade? Okay, well, yeah. let's, I'm going to take him down. I'm going to take him down. We'll, we'll get right. there. All right, we'll, all when right. we get to our trades, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, let's see. Who else did you save? Uh, let's you go. Will Myers on there. That's trade. That's a trade. Okay, here's Myers. Yeah, so we'll have to go down a little bit here. Not much to see here other than he's a great outfielder, right? So, like, here. 2022, Hurt didn't play a lot, didn't qualify for the numbers. 21, he was terrible. Okay. But look at 20, right? Tell me you wouldn't sign up for 20. Yeah, 20 is, 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 is seriously up there. now. But, but, but now, Eric, I have to be honest. Yeah. Is the 2020 stats skewed because of COVID? Hundred percent. No, that's a short sample size. Okay. It's a short sample. Size. So, so, like, so we I, can't, we can't necessarily ahead. look at that. But I want to focus on a few things. Like, look at his ISO throughout his year, right? Okay. You know, look at his X slugs throughout his year. I know he had a bad one in twenty one. I get it. But look at his X slugs. Look at his barrel rates. Look at his barrel percentages. Look at his exit velocity numbers. Look at his max EV numbers. Look at his hard hit percentage. Right. And you know what else is really interesting with this guy? Do you know who drafted him? No. Kansas City Royals. Yeah, well, you know, they have the... Uh, the, the they, That's they, where our they, manager just came from, right? So, and, like, and, they're, and, they're, and they've always... They've been one of the, the, the front runners of analytics, too. So, Yeah. Trey can't play left field. He had cancer, and he can't even play the outfield. He's a first-base DH. Um, Gonzo. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so like that's another guy that could be on a one-year deal, maybe a one-and-one, one, you know, or whatever the case. So like, that's what interesting. If, what and like, I, let's just let's just talk about Gonzo here. Like, Gonzo is perfect for White Sox. Like Michael Brantley, Trey Mancini. We need a left fielder. We can put him a left field. Put him left field. Everybody forgets we have a part-time left fielder already. Eloy is going to play in left field. I'm sorry, he just is. The manager said it. Everybody said it. The kid's only 26, 27 years old. He's going to play in left field. He's going to play out there 4% of the time. The White Sox are never signing any of these one-year deals that are guys that can only play left field or DH. You can throw out Andrew Bantini. You can throw out Trey Mancini. You can throw out uh, Michael Brantley. Like These left field only guys won't be an option. That's not what the White Sox front office should be looking for and won't be looking for. It's right field options. They can pick up the D and maybe slug a little. That's what they're going to be after. So that's why you're seeing this list that you're seeing. You won't see any left fielders on here. All right. So is... I think that's all for the outfield. Um, you got Segura. I don't know if you loaded him up or not. I did. I got him. There's yeah, here's Segura. another guy we could sign, right? We got, we got a lot of red so right some, here. We got some red right down the middle, right? Not our favorite yeah. categories. We would love average extra velocity, X slug, hard hit percentage. Well, would it be a lot higher? Um... But, you know, he does have a little bit of power. XBA is good, more of a line drive hitter. He don't strike out. He don't whiff, you know, or whatever, which is weird because he does chase. So, like, he's got great bat-to-ball skills. You can tell by looking at this right here. Do you see that, Ray? You see I how see his it. chase rate is bad, which means yes. he's swinging at everything. But look at his whiff percentage. He don't miss. So that tells you that this guy has great bat-to-ball skills. This tells yeah. you by looking right here, this guy – going to put the ball in play oh you know and the oa so here's this page xba is higher more of a ta type page here with less power obviously but he's a ground ball um undrive hitter x is not going to be the best bail rates aren't going to be the best max av is okay he don't k hard hit percentage is okay but he's a possible second baseman fit that we've heard the white Sox connected to 
I, yeah, tied to. So like, I, you know, whatever. Like, I wouldn't hate it. The guy's got leadership. The guy can play D. The guy can do stuff or whatever. Like, but that's fine. All right, all right. So uh, let's talk about uh. uh <laughs> wow, that's funny, Gonzo. Gonzo is on it today, buddy. That's our that's our friend Gonzo. He's one of the scumbags. Shout out to the scumbags, uh, the resident scumbags of the juke joint. Our friends. Yeah, they uh, they fuel most of our bad ideas, and we bring them in here and talk about them. That's what. That's, that's, that's those are our those are our buddies. <laughs> they are the uh, best. They're the with best. their with their with their several platforms and uh, yeah. you know, our friend Gonzo, he's one of the South Burb hitmen. Uh, yep. With their yep. show on the Barroom Network, um, you know, and Justin and uh, the Braggs and, and stuff and, and Braggs and fans and, yep. and the CHGO Sports and. Yeah, it's a it's a very cool group. It's a very cool. We got we got a lot of people who we got we got a nice group of people who do their own thing and a nice group of people who have their own platforms and we all support each other and we love it's just a family like we fucking scumbags know that I love all of you like like brothers and sisters so and we miss Elise but uh, little shout out to her. She'll be back. Yeah, you guys will be doing your football stuff. She's been traveling, right? But you guys will be all over the bear yeah, stuff here. We'll, we'll, we'll be up Sunday. Her and I'll be up Sunday. Hopefully, my camera doesn't fucking freeze up. I don't anyway, yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. I ain't going, like I said, one monkey don't stop no show. Uh, Torres is a must. I want to I show you this. Torres is a must at second base. My guy was hanging before Han, not being able to negotiate. Yeah, he wanted a hanger. I mean, it's tough to say. Like, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. I mean, Mitch has been hurt a ton, you know, whatever the case. And, you know, yeah. they're obviously going to put him in left field there. So, like, who knows? I wanted Mitch, too. I thought that he was a possible option. But Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. He was one of my he was one of my guys that would have fit. He would have been on this segment if he wasn't possibly already out there. So, All right. So, what are possible Sox trades? Yeah, let's go. I think we got three or four here. All right. Maybe, I think we got more than that. Um, hold on one second. You're not gonna like some of those, by the way. I'm not. No. I'm trading your guy on a few of these. Oh shit! I'm just gonna start throwing them up there, and then you can tell me what the fuck you're telling me. Okay. We'll go to Seth Brown first on the. I don't. I I don't know. We're just gonna go. I I didn't get a chance to label these ones. That's all right. Let's throw something up there. Here we go. Who is this? Yeah. So here's one. Right. We're just talking about Torres. I don't think well, I get. I gave you two of these Torres. I hope you can find the other one, but maybe not. What not? We'll revisit. But just because it was a straight match, even though the White Sox are probably never ever, as already mentioned by Han, moving on from Liam Hendricks. But as a straight match, like so, you got to talk about the Yankees. If you're trying to use our buddy John site here, which you should, please stop writing articles, blogs, trade ideas, and stuff. If you don't use this model, because you're just a laughing joke to me. Like it makes no difference. Like. You can't trade something that's got 70 value for the White Sox and we're only giving up 10. Like, use John's site, please, if you want to have any serious conversations around how trades and how values work. Um, So this is a straight one. Obviously, value is 100% perfect, right? Torres for Liam Hendricks. Like, so you have to think about if you're trying to trade with the Yankees, what would the Yankees be looking for? The Yankees would be looking for a ready player now that can help their club. They're not going to be interested in. They're not going to be interested in having a minor league player. Not going to be interested in probably any kind of tool player. Like they're trying to win right now, right? They just signed Aaron Judge. They were announced today they're in on Correa. Like they're trying to win. So like it would have to be a major league talent that they would want to use. Everybody loves bullpen stuff or whatever. So um, there's a second one we'll see on him that. I like better for the White Sox than getting rid of Hendricks, but we'll, you know, that's here's the values, and this is what you got to play with. So if you're trading with the Yankees, you have to give up major league ready talent and something they would want. I know that answer is not Jake Berger or she could be somebody out of the bullpen or some type of pitching. All right. Yeah, so let's what else we got? yeah, this is my guy. So you have his savant page too. I'd like to go to back to his savant page if you can after this, but uh, this is Brown um, from the Oakland Athletics. He can play all three outfield positions. He's a plus value in left field. Uh, not so good in right or center, but he can play him. He can play some time at first, DH. So he's a five position player. He's got uh, four years of control left. He's got power. If we can go back to his Savant page, we'll see he's got power. So like Oakland Athletics, like I'm trading with Oakland Athletics, right? So you had to think about if you're a GM. If you're a GM, you would want to, yeah, here, right? Like look, 
X-Log, right? Ray, look at X-Log. Look at- I can't see the number, was that 81? 81, look at X-Woba, right? Like, look at barrel percentage, like, and this guy's playing a big, big ballpark in Oakland. Let's move him in a little bit of the rate and see how that stuff goes, right? Left-handed hitter. Um, like I said, four years control. It's got the power. Like, this is the guy. So, like, if you're trading with Oakland, what would Oakland want, right? Like, what would Oakland need? What would Oakland, so Oakland's going to want a prospect. They're not going to want no major league talent. None of the clock's ticking stuff. They're going to want something that goes back. So, on the trade value, I gave them Ramos, um, which is going to be a double-A talent or whatever. So, like, that would be, like, something they'd be looking for. It would match their windows. It would pair with their stuff. But having a guy like this that can cover five positions, and can slug and do stuff like this is the one gem that nobody's talking about they should be talking about for me like this would if i was Han, i'd be trying to acquire stuff from and then look look at this i don't even know if we yeah talk about yeah that. who don't who don't want this i mean look at that yeah that's freaking ridiculous i was just looking at this you know on my phone i'm like holy shit, this yeah this is pretty badass yeah so this would be one that i would 100 percent be in or after i got you all right so this Let's put some so, on. Let's see. Boom. That's that's low. That's low. Wow. He's a haul. God damn. He is a haul, right? He is a haul. Oakland will never want fun. Gonzo never. Um, so contracts already started, windows already going, they never want fun. Um, so low trade value here is high, right? Second baseman, left-handed, power hitter, you know, whatever. Trading with Tampa Bay is never ever a good idea. Never good idea um so but i mean he fits a white Sox scheme other than he kicks the ball around he's not a very good defender but second base left-handed power hitter right uh what would the rays want who knows the rays are so crafty and so good at trademark whatever i went with prospects here i mean i know they want power and i know they want some left-handed hitter that's been reported so i gave him call loss i gave him our second round pick last year calf and I threw in Ramos to get here. Like Ramos is a, I hope we don't move him, but man, he's he fits a lot of these trade values and he fits a lot of the stuff with where he's at in the organization. All right. That's, that's low. All right, here we go. Boom. Who, who is this? Lambert? This is not, this is, is the other one. Is? Oh, fuck, no, 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 <laughs> I told you. No, 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 no. <laughs> So going back to trying to, trying trying to trying to get back on this one or whatever like torres 11 6 like this would be um what torres value is this deal i like better for the white Sox. lambert's only got one year of control i mean lopez only got one year of control left um lambert being able to be a starter or go back and forth so i have a swing man or whatever he does have some years of control left but i like this deal better than giving away a liam or whatever but this was another one that i proposed like in the deal going after the same guy uh why is the percent wrong from mlb yeah he's talking about last year he heard that they were after vaughn and this and that and it made a big difference last year but i'm telling you there's no chance with the moves that they've made and having zero mlb they're going to want a guy with four years like this is a problem with people that, re that read insider stuff or that look at insider stuff and don't understand what they're after. When you see Sean Murphy traded, you won't see major league people on there. You might see one or two, but you're gonna see the bulk of the talent's gonna be minor league people. They traded last year for first round picks. They're not gonna all of a sudden mix first round picks with current MLB talent. They're just not gonna do that. That's not how you manage windows. So, I mean, I know somebody read something that Vaughn was involved, you know, in possible stuff, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna, yeah, which is already a half year's changed. They've already made more moves since then. So you have to understand how the market moves. But that's fine. Let's go on to the next one. All right. And this is the last one we got, Eric. What is it? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and trade uh, Gonzo's favorite player on this one. <laughs> right. How ironic that this Gonzo <laughs> is. Hi, Gonzo. I'm going to go okay. ahead and just swap him out right here. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's just do that. There's a, you know, oh, this is interesting. Cease has got the most valuable, most value on a team, right? And the Padres have a little bit of a problem right now because they have Manny Machado at third. Yeah. They have Bogarts now at short. And they have two second basemen. They have Kim and they have Cronin. And so they're a little bit of a jam there or whatever. Like they uh they're looking at this. 
you know, whatever. So I was like, Cease has got the most value. If we wanted to possibly fill the backup catcher role with a future catcher going forward, we wanted like an elite second baseman and we got a hot prospect coming out of the minor leagues. This was a deal, but more than likely, I can see the White Sox being partners with the Padres for this, for Cronesworth or for Kim. Cam's got a little bit lower trade value. I don't know if I sent you one. I don't think I did, but he's like an 18, right? Yeah, so I like, I don't know if we got a Kim. Yeah, yeah. So like that, the Padres are another source. Now that they've signed, like this is what I'm talking about. Trying to talk about Gonzo. Gonzo's worried about what happened last trade deadline. Like rosters have moved, stuff has moved. Nobody cares about what happened last deadline. Like now that the Padres have signed Xander, they have a log jam in the field. So like. Like I just said, Manny's playing third, Xander's playing short. They have two second basemen and Kim in the deal. Tatis is playing left, so you can't put Kim in the outfield. Grissom is playing center, Soto's playing right. So they have no spot for either Cronworth or Kim, unless they're going to kick Cronworth at first, which maybe they do, but I don't think they do. Sounds like they still might be in the first baseman market. So, like, this is a, a team that now, and the reason why the trade market always comes back over the fifth, over the first, over the first, after the free agent market is because they have these teams now after they sign players have extras so then the trade market will presume so a couple things you know the white Sox could be partners with the padres that's what i was getting up there wow okay all right well i i, I can't argue with it uh I, the people aren't seeing me move my 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 face or anything um i'm just here as a steal and a voice i'm a steal in a voice buddy but yeah uh, no and uh you know I, this I, was. I'm sorry and i'm sorry for that because uh no man i don't care i'm just glad we're on here i'm glad to be talking and drinking scotch with you i know you're drinking yeah. over there whatever yeah i just like i said i just wish uh i don't know man it's like it's fickle like for some reason last night was i mean any other time it's it's beautiful but you know this time it's just whatever so i'm gonna try to make sure it's better for the next one um this this was enlightening for me, buddy. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe before we go home, like let's play the Korea video for him one more time. If anybody maybe halfway in or something, let's play the Korea video for him one more time. What and this is and once again, this is Carlos Correa. Like, what's what is what is Correa going to pull? Make a prediction, Eric. What's what's his contract going to look like, and where do you think he's going to end up? Is he going to Minnesota? Is he going back to Minnesota? Nah. I mean, I, I hate. I don't know how you could ever rule out the Yankees. You know or whatever but i would guess you would have to if i had to say what i thought i think Kyle Correa will end up with the giants because they missed out on the judge deal and i'll say he's gonna he's gonna break every record that's been out there i'll go 11 11 330 to the san francisco giants holy to the giants i'm gonna go the giants 11 330 carlos correa to the san francisco giants Holy sh! Eleven three thirty. All right, you called it here first. Uh, thank Eleven you, guys, for letting me know. He said he said I'm not frozen on my on, on his end. So I guess it's just me looking, sitting here looking at my damn self, not making. Any yeah, it's me too. I'm looking. I'm just looking straight at you too. So like, I'm oh yeah, no, but yeah, I guess so. But um, eleven three thirty to the New York. I'm in New York. I'm to say New York. The San Francisco. See, no, it's not. Like, it's not as bad as you telling me to go find Rex Grossman on. I did earlier. I did earlier. I did earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go eleven three thirty to the Giants. That's my prediction. But, but, that, but once again, this is Carlos Correa. He's speaking about what GMs are looking for, and and him knowing this, this is his, him knowing this. This is like uh, a player understanding and talking to other players about what it's going to take for them to get this money. Because he's going to get his money. So this is what you should focus on if you want to get your money. That's basically what he's saying. Yep. You know? All right, so here, here's Carlos Correa. With the old school, it was average home runs, RBIs. So everybody look at that and judge a player based on those stats. Now there's a lot more information out there. Now it's all about projections. So how do you predict a player? Play discipline is very important. WRC Plus takes into consideration the ballparks you play in, the league you play in, the quality of contact, your play discipline, just about everything in just one stat. So when GMs, when front offices, when they look at stats, they want to look at WRC Plus for a hitter, OPS Plus, 
and WOBA. Those are the most important stats right now in baseball. Those are the new triple crown, as we like to call it back in the day. It's not average home runs anymore. So when I'm in the clubhouse with the players, I make sure I tell them, hey, home runs are nice. You know, if you can hit as many of them, hit them. But also focus on your play discipline. Get on base. Hit the ball hard. That's that's the key of the game. Barrel balls. When, when I there you go, Eric. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And I hope that, like, maybe this was enlightening for people. When you're looking at contracts, you're looking for value. You understand the options better. You understand what teams we're looking for, what teams won't be looking for. And also, right. what stats to use. Don't go on. Don't be going on Twitter and saying, I want this guy. He had a 317 batting average and a 340 on base percentage. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talk about it all the time in the uh, in when we're in the uh, in the spaces. So uh, if y'all if if anyone finds us on YouTube or on Twitter or whatever, uh, just know that once baseball starts back up and you want to come into the space with us, we run a space every White Sox game, and uh, we talk about everything during the game. It's like sitting in a bar or sitting at home or sitting in the backyard or whatever watching a game, uh, sitting at the ballpark. Hell watching the game with your buddies and that's what we do that's what we try to provide i think this is uh uh now that we have a new medium um uh, uh, outside of just dropping the pod every week and we have the youtube with the visuals and stuff this is going to get better and better and better and i want everyone to come along for the ride as the juke joint uh grows um we already have a collaboration with bgr with south side of the wall where we talk game of thrones uh eric i haven't even told you this but i got a show coming this for me and for other nerds and other people who uh, still watch wrestling. And, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I got There'll be a lot show. of you on that. A lot of it. I can't believe the following that wrestling still has. It Crazy. still has, but I still watch yeah. it because it's just, oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's just. Uh, Listen, our buddy uh, NWI Steve, he's always got the yeah. wrestling stuff going. I know Ken Wolf from Bad Guys always watches yeah. the wrestling I stuff. Like, man, just, uh, uh, I think even Matt does. I think Matt. You know, whatever, Crawford. I think he still does the rest. Yeah, of I mean, like, it's just we all know, like we we know that there's it's scripted and things like that. But I mean, yep. we watch TV shows, we watch fucking whatever. Yeah, and no, uh, that's just, interesting. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, no, you'll you'll blow it up with that for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, this, we're gonna start this that. content here. This content here is gonna get the lowest deal, but it'll make a difference for uh, people. That oh, are absolutely. No, but you know what? I'm gonna tell you right now, it, it may get the lowest, and it, and, and, and but it's not honestly. Our whole our whole goal is to be not like everybody else. Like any any other yeah. podcast can come on and complain about, oh my god, I think Jerry's cheap, and I don't think Han's doing his job right, and I can't believe we let Jose Abreu go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make trades with every single team, and let's do that, and let's do this, and let's sign Aaron Judge. Like, how come? No, I think, I think our show, I think our show, I think our deal, I think everything that we're going to try to do, especially when we're talking about the Chicago White Sox, is to look at it from like. It's a different perspective, but it's also the perspective of progress. It's a yeah. progressive type thing. And like, it's, it's just to give people, if, if you are really interested in front office knowledge or what front office thinks, like this is a follow for you. Like we literally just laid out for 58 minutes and 33 seconds with clips. <laughs> With stuff with videos to prove it, yeah, then showed you how possibly the White Sox might use some of these tools to go get somebody. Like, this is how it's used, this is what front offices think, and this is how it goes. So, if you're really you know interested in this and how it goes, like, we're the place for you to hang out. That's it, come hang out with us in the juke joint, right? Yeah, and if you just want to hang out and drink, that's cool too. That's cool too, because that's what we're going to be doing, especially when I got a better fucking feed and I'm not frozen the whole fucking time. But anyway, um, um, well, Eric, thank you for coming up with the content today. This was Eric's room. Uh, yeah. In group joint. And uh, we're just going to keep on doing this. And uh, uh, what's next on the hot stove, Eric? Well, uh, yeah, so like we need a few more free agents to go, then the trade market will hit up. But like, I think you're going to start seeing it. People are going to want their players in camp or talking to early January. So I, I really think this next two weeks, after you buy this weekend, this weekend won't probably much happen, but you buy this weekend, I think the two weeks after that, I think the trade market really heat up. And I think you'll see the White Sox make, you know, three, four trades. Okay. All right. I, I'm looking forward to that. And I can't wait. I hope we're on top of it. 
And I'm still holding you to 11 3.30 to the New 11, York 11 3.30. I said it again. The San Francisco 11, Giants. San Francisco 11 3.30. I'm going to go with. He might get 12. But I'm Man. going 11. I'm going 11. Okay. All right. Well, this was our show. Uh, last call was about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And uh, we thank you for watching and hanging out with us in the juke joint. And uh, we about to cut the lights off in this bitch.